And welcome back to Run the Draw, the premier college football podcast between two people in the state of Louisiana and California. It is week 14. 14. Four, 14 team. Joined by my co-host and general BFF, Aaron. Hello. Oh, sorry. That was my turn to talk, huh? Hi. <laughs> That's typically how that works. Yep. Man, we uh, are, we're here to talk uh, football and rivalry games. Yeah. Rivalry week. Cruton. Garth. Cruton. No, no. Hold on. We're not talking Cruton. I'll talk, okay. I I'll talk it, about it. We, I'm a grown-ass man. I, I'm not going to podcast about Cruton. That's uh, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to do. Well, um, be- before we do that, we, are, yeah, who, we do have who, a sponsor. Who is it this week? Uh, this week, we're sponsored by Whole Foods brand Roasted Red Pepper Hummus. Oh, shit. We got Use, that. You know, hold on. You know what that means, y'all? We got that Amazon money. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, where you at? Uh, use code word run the draw at checkout of your local Whole Foods and get two for one roasted red pepper hummus. Um, my favorite type of hummus. And you can eat those two containers of roasted red pepper hummus while you watch your favorite sports team lose to their rival. Because uh, that's what I did. Two, two whole things of hummus. That's a uh, that's not a good anxiety food to have around. It's it's high in fats if you're tracking your macros. Hmm. For all our macro counters out there, it's definitely our target audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, you've never yeah we're, you're bringing the truth this week. The intersection of uh, college football and the three of you that care about food and wine uh, are probably not counting in their macros, so. I know we I, we got some we got some CrossFit bros who who uh, who uh, who listen right. Yeah, yeah, we do. All right, so that's, they're, they fall into like the casual CrossFit crowd. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. They like they like we're gonna go to Bible college and then didn't. <laughs> like ah, oh, I was gonna deadlift, but nah. Yeah, I don't know. The Bible's not literal. They're like that. How about CrossFit? Grains aren't that bad for you. I don't know. Um, where can the fine folks find us other than right now and here? Uh, Twitter at run the draw. Uh, you can email us at run the draw podcast at gmail.com. Um, hey, I'd like to ask a favor of one of you. I'm asking all of you individually is the one. Go find us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Um, in the text of the review, uh, if you leave your social security number in uh, your mother's maiden name, uh, we'll put you into a drawing to win uh, four containers of Whole Foods roasted red pepper hummus. So um, if one of you would do that, that would be great. That's the final question, bro. Um. That's the oh we have a website we just have a website so you can find our podcast don't I mean go there if you want there's some funny pictures but um I think that's it I miss anything I I think the website definitely captures the time that you put in to find good pictures so 
I'd second that. Go check out the check out our Earl, as the kids say. Who is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. We used to say that in like 2005. When we met a girl and we wanted to know her MySpace, we'd be like, yo, girl, what's your Earl? Oh, wow. I feel old right now. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a natural white wine from Germany, whose name Jesus, I don't dude, know. You are killing it. And I can cannot pronounce it's tasty though it's it's a really uh uh, it's a really nice amber color uh there is a fruit fly floating in it though which uh, i just discovered um trying to describe the color so that's that's unfortunate but it's tasty i mean you did Uh, say it was a you you did say it was a natural wine right so i did i sure sure did old fly trap wine as i call it Um, so it's amber in color what are we doing we're going rested on skins or you know what i'd have to ask my yeah, I'd have to ask my girlfriend. I think it's uh, maybe Lee's, maybe mm. some, maybe some skin is. contact. I don't know. Tight. It doesn't and taste like you, Lee. It, it doesn't taste like it. No, it's there somewhere. But I think it's I think it's a blend because I think the bottle said white wine, which usually means tight. Not, not a grape. What about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking a um, the pride of San Francisco. A uh, Anchor Steam. Ooh. Anchor Brewing. Those are t- uh, I'm drinking their... Those are good. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Underrated. Um, I'm drinking their Christmas Ale. Oh, that's a, that's a very good beer. Yeah, I'm into it. So. My only complaint is they describe the beer around the neck. So you have to like roll the bottle back and forth like nine times just to read it. So, poor de- poor design. Yeah, put the label, put the long stuff on the bottom. Yeah. Um, that's what she said. Hmm. Did you watch any football this weekend? No, absolutely not. I didn't see. Um, I saw no football because um, every team I wanted to win lost, so I've erased it all from my memory. So. I, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was great. Even even the games I was very casually rooting for somebody in, they they fucking lost. So that's a good point. All of the things that we thought were going to happen basically didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. Wait wait till we get to the picks, and that will be very clear. <laughs> I watched a lot of I watched a lot of football Saturday. I did too. Uh, <clears throat> I did too. I, I'd say I got a good six to seven hours in of yeah. just like only football. Yeah, I haven't had a ton of those weekends this year. I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm being a little bit more responsible with my time. But this is a good one. We traveled, uh, as you know, we podcasted. I podcasted last week from uh, dark at four twenty-two, Wisconsin. Oof! And uh, so we were a little tuckered out from the travels, and so Saturday was just kind of a cool. It was a nice veg out in front of the TV day. Uh, made a little charcuts and uh, ate ate my weight in hummus, <clears throat> but I watched a lot of football, so it was good. Uh, where do you want to start? In we'll start. In a, um, yeah, let's uh, let's start with America's conference: Ohio State versus Michigan. 
Yeah. So remember how Michigan was favored for the first time in like, I don't know, two decades in Columbus? Yeah, this would be the perfect time had I updated our soundboard to drop the uh, Anchorman while that escalated quickly sound drop. Boy, did it. Um, it was close uh, until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. So Michigan, just if you're keeping score, Michigan never led this game. Uh, they, it's, <laughs> dude, I, so one of my favorite stats of this year was that Michigan's defensive backs were more likely to score touchdowns than the receivers they were facing. Um, That's so crazy. Uh, it was crazy until it was not, and it ended. Um, <laughs> um, I would say through for almost 400 yards, 12.8 yards per pass, uh, no interceptions. It's good if you can get it. It's good if you can get it. Um, the game statistically is pretty even. Otherwise, rushing's pretty even. Uh, first downs. Uh, Michigan actually had a lot more time of possession, uh, but man, they got their ass kicked. Um, and honestly, they uh, one of their touchdowns is a fluke. Um, not a fluke, but it's a, it's a flubbed uh, kick kick return that they score on the next play, um, and then they score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, I'd say definitely the last one's in garbage time. I guess the other ones are somewhat legitimate, but man, this was, this was a bloodbath for, for an Ohio state team that really didn't look all that strong. Um, really at any point this year, you know, what's really crazy about this game is that it was seven, three at the end of the first quarter. Um, and, uh, with under a minute to go in the second quarter, Michigan scored uh, to get it within two points and they went for two and they failed. <clears throat> so they tried to tie the game up. It was 21 to 19 and they tried to go for two and to tie it up. And um, Ohio State ended up getting a field goal at the very end of the first half, but they went into halftime Ohio State 24 to 19. And then for like the first for the first half of the third quarter, if that makes sense, I was telling my wife how I thought Michigan going for two early was like strategically a bad call. And that was going to come back to bite them. Cause now they're down by now they're down by, you know, two scores. And it just, it seems like something you should do late, but maybe not early. And that none of that mattered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like, but it's just crazy that like halfway through the third quarter, what was on my mind was like, oh, they went for two. That could be the difference. And then very quickly in the fourth quarter, it was like, nope, nope, that's not the difference. <sighs> yeah. Um, what is this about? So I I thought Michigan was overrated most of the year, uh, but that's just because South Carolina beat them in their bowl game. So I just kind of didn't really want to accept that they were all that great. Yeah. Um, what is this? Is this this is mind games? This is coaching. This is fucking not enough whole milk on game day. What is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's a dairy shortage in Ann Arbor. Um, <laughs> no, it's definitely. Um, uh, it's definitely uh, the liberal stranglehold uh, of Ann Arbor. Uh, they're raising 
snowflakes who can't snowflakes. Be, no, I don't know. Um, I, you know, the thing I was struck with actually is like, I, I, this happens occasionally where I forget that Urban Meyer is an incredible football coach and he does not lose a lot of games no matter what, period. Um, yeah. At anywhere he's coaching, like, man, they look like <laughs> shit and then they beat their rival or they win a national title out of nowhere. And then, um, so that's the thing I was struck with. I, I think Jim Harbaugh is a very good coach also. Um, but man, uh, I don't know. And it <laughs> is, I, I can't imagine being um, just a hellbent Michigan fan at this point. Um, I mean, you are absolutely being dominated, and you're—they're not. They're Ohio. You, your rival is not that much better than you, but when you play them, it looks like they're in a completely different class. Um, and uh, I mean, kind of foreshadowing to the rival rival rivalry we'll talk about later. Um, I, I, I guess I empathize with them a little bit. What what do you th- yeah. what do you think this says? I think you're probably right. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, I don't know if I can believe the big game hype thing or not. It's probably culture, and Urban Meyer's pretty damn good at instilling that culture of like big game execution. Yeah. Um. I think that um. Some of Michigan's better players didn't have great games. Great, a great game. So that's, you know, Shea Patterson looked okay until he didn't. Um, yeah. dude, the, the other thing that's really fucking annoying about this game was uh, Gus Johnson called this game, and I think most of us probably just love Gus Johnson, love his calls of March Madness, and but dude, the conspiracy theorist in me wanted to believe that the that Ohio State University or more specifically Urban Meyer himself had paid Gus Johnson like 50 grand to continually talk about his headaches oh, and then yeah and then Urban Meyer just told himself well I paid him 50 grand I know he's going to talk about my headaches I'll just stand on the sidelines and squint and rub my forehead the whole game cuz all of a sudden there's this narrative about this stupid arachnoid cyst and how he has headaches, and it's like we all know where this is going. What are we doing? Yeah, I. Um, he's going to retire at the end of the year, and he's going to say it's because of his headaches. Yeah, and then he's going to get a new job in two years at a different school, Notre Dame. It'll be Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, am I the only one that sees that? No, I think we all see it, and I think that's why that I think <laughs> that's why it's being spoken about. Like we all know. <laughs> <laughs> but no one is saying it like that. Like, well, no, I, nobody, look, I get nobody it. Like, I, I get that Fox. That. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Why not though? Uh, I mean, it's a, pr- it's a pretty hot take for, for, you know, normal TV. I'd say. I, I get it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like borderline liable too. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we all know it. And, and, and he, I mean, he has look, looked anguished. And he he's looked more anguished since people noticed he looked anguished. <laughs> um, but there was a moment, at least at first, where like he just looked <clears throat> rough. And yeah, I mean, I'm not saying his head doesn't hurt. I'm just saying, sure. If that stuff doesn't happen at the beginning of the season, and they didn't lose a Purdue, et cetera, et cetera, I don't think we're hearing about the headaches. Yeah, 
I, I, uh, I don't disagree. All right. But he, okay. Hear me out now. So Ohio state's 11 and one with a, with a, with a loss to Purdue. Uh, they win the big 10 title. They're going to win the, they're not going to lose to Northwestern, right? That's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. No. So now they're 12 and one, uh, possibly still have a shot at the playoff. Right. Uh, Right? Uh, depends on what happens this weekend. We're probably jumping ahead a little bit, but I think Ohio State needs a pretty good combination of things to happen for that to yeah, go down. Well, so I guess my point is, does he, re- does he end up leaving if they make the playoff again? Uh, yeah. You think so? Okay. Because it kind of looked like everything was falling apart. Like, the Zach Smith thing, the Purdue thing, the headache, like it all kind of happened. It felt like it happened relatively, like he was out for four weeks. I don't know. I don't know what game Purdue was, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Uh, I, I don't know. It just felt like it was kind of all falling apart at once. And now, you know, now, yeah, now, they, right. now they beat the hell out of Michigan and everything seems fine again, uh, at least at least from a football standpoint. So. I guess we'll see. Guess we'll see. Yeah, let's move on. We got we got a lot to talk about in uh, only two hours of recording time. To just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, did you watch Oklahoma West Virginia? Uh, I did. I probably watched the least of this game of the games that we're going to discuss, but um, I watched a, a good bit of it. Um. I thought about you during this game. Yeah. Assumed that you were going to be pretty bummed because known fan of Dana Holgerson. Yeah. I, that's you. Yeah, that's me. I, uh, I was really bummed. And, and, and honestly, uh, this was a, I thought it was a really fun game. It was definitely, uh, big 12 personified, like just no defense. Um, but oddly enough, Oklahoma wins it on two defensive scores. <clears throat> Yeah, they scored 14 points That's on very defense. Odd. Um, two too bad. Uh, was it a pick six and a fumble, or was it just two fumbles? I can't really remember, but um, um, yeah, uh, it was a fumble. Yeah, so Will Will Greer crops the ball up, um, leads to Oklahoma touchdowns, uh, and that's the game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was also really fun. They they were just scoring back and forth so much. I, I don't know how many lead changes there were, but there was a good number. And uh sad to see sad to see West Virginia lose, but but a fun game to watch. Yeah, like over 600 yards of offense for both teams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah. Um what what do we got next? Uh let's go let's go Utah State Boise. Um Yes. Also a bummer. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, our beloved Ags. Yeah. I also love Boise, uh, which I know I'm not supposed to say as a, as a diehard lifelong Aggie fan. Um, but I really did. I really was rooting for Utah state here and they just, uh, nothing fluky about this. They just got beat, um, uh, by, you know, by Boise who continues to be good. Just, you know, I don't know about you, but I really thought when Chris, Chris Peterson left, that was sort of the end of that experiment. Like it just seemed like, uh, 
you know, it, it seemed like that experiment had sort of like reached its, its crescendo. Um, and it would, it would, they would, you know, they would fall back, uh, but they really haven't. Um, so, yeah. I was trying to Google Boise state's win percentage at home. Yeah. It's the, it's the best. It before it, you stop talking. Yeah. It's the best. Um, I believe it's the best this decade or the last 10 years or something. Yeah. They're number three all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> that's illegal and immoral to quote coach Snellenberg. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. Okay, dude. <laughs> the recipe. You just think they've been consistently awesome and we've just haven't heard about it? Wait, what now? What do you mean? You think they've just been like consistently badass and we've just never heard about it until the last like 12 years? Uh no, they've they've been they've been nearly undefeated for the last 12 years, I'd say, at home. Right? They also have a short, right, but I guess my point was like a short lifetime of games, also, relatively speaking. Uh, yeah, but I mean, we we started caring about Boise State like when what year was that they made that run and they beat Oklahoma in the whatever fucking bowl that was. Yeah, uh, mid aughts, early aughts. I don't know, six, five, six, seven, somewhere in there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, they've had a blue field since 1986. And I just think it's bullshit. <laughs> actually, you know, I stand corrected. They've actually, uh, they've been a team since 1933. No, I know they have, but I'm just saying they got good in the, in the like uh, mainstream football eyes, so to speak. In the past, you know, 15 years, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 10 years? Yep. But they've been padding their home win stats for a lot longer than that. So are you saying... uh, What are you saying? It's the... Just say say what you're saying. Okay, this is what I'm saying. Uh, This is a post from 2016, so it's a little outdated. But at the time of the post, two years ago, Boise State was third all-time in Division I um, football winning percentage. Mm -hmm. So they were 421 and 158. And they're behind Notre Dame and Michigan, teams that have been playing football for three times as long. Uh, And I just feel like Unless we were pretending, I just think most of us hadn't even heard of Boise State before 2005. Yeah. And to have 421 wins and being super badass at home, they obviously had been winning games for a really long fucking time. Yeah. Before we heard about it. Yeah. And I think it's not because we didn't hear about them in 2006 because they just all of a sudden got good. Their win percentage proves they've been good for a really long time. I think it's because of their fucking blue field. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they had they played for 50 years before they had the blue field. Yeah, and they were winning a lot, is my point. 
So I feel like you're... Oh, you're saying that they had it for 50 years before the blue field? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. Here, Here's what I'll say. We could talk about the blue field all day, and maybe we will at some point. Uh, why doesn't... So you, like, you're also a Miami fan, right? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Miami just wear grass green uniforms? Like, just wear all green mm-hmm. uniforms when you're at home. Well, they they do sometimes. They do no, do it all the time. Stop, like, stop fucking around. Like, <clears throat> like, like, I think they could, and it would be fine because all of us are used to running on green grass surfaces. Sure. It's not disorienting. Okay. Uh, okay. My my point is, when have you ever run on three hundred thousand square feet of bright blue ground? <laughs> well, never, never. Not yet. Never. Yeah. Okay, this is my goal. This is my goal. You and I take a road trip. We go to Boise. We get on the field. We run around. We tackle each other. And we just see if it's disorienting. And we all. fall in love. Oh, what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I took this on a stupid blue field tangent. I just... No, so... Uh, I mean, it's certainly... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure what to say. I, I think, uh, I just think, I, I, I do think there's a definite advantage there. Uh, but here's the thing. The NCAA thought about banning it and decided not to. Oh, yeah, the NCAA, the, the standard for rational and fair well, thinking. Here's the thing. The, the Boise gets no favors from the NCAA. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, they let they let a recruit sleep on... Uh, a player's couch or floor. I think it was floor. <laughs> and they, 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 they like, they lost like six scholarships. And that's not yeah, a that's joke. crazy. And wh- while like some of the major programs <clears throat> commit much more egregious violations and get just and get less punishment. So I, 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 I just, like, I just don't think uh, I, if anything, I think the NCAA would have actually instituted it out of spite more than anything else. So, um, and again, if you if you're Marshall, if you're Miami, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Oregon, whoever else, don't I'm make the green argument. Green. No, where are the green? The grass is green everywhere. No, I don't. Ha- it has nothing to do but with still, the team's jerseys. But still, jerseys. do okay, okay. Well, that's the I thing. I, my argument. Okay, I see. So you're just blue field, not not blue. Jerseys, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, okay. Yeah, their colors could be pink. I just think I see running around on a blue field is disorienting. That's what I think. Yeah. No, I get that. But I, okay. But I could be wrong. God, I'm happy are, to be wrong. We're going on such a tangent, but let's get into this. Uh, I wonder if Western Kentucky has a better winning percentage since they changed their field to red. Let's find out. But okay. So this came up um, in a text message uh, off podcast, but the strobe light that Clemson was playing during the game. That, yes. I wanted to ask you about that. That's, that's probably, I would, I would, imagine that has to be more like throwing at that has to be more disorienting than a blue field. Right. I would think. Cause that's actually more to me. That's more in your eye view. Cause you don't look like the ground is there and it's, of course it's in your line of sight, but you're not like your head is up when you're playing football. And if your head is up, you could, the screen that's flashing like a, like a Pokemon episode or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, to me that to me that's just that should be more of a violation than the blue field um and i thought that was awful especially with the fog i mean when when it got foggy there you could see it like you could see it at midfield 
just in the air because of the fog. Um, I, I thought that was, I thought that was absurd. Yeah, that we, yeah, we're getting ahead, but that's that it, I thought it was really fucking weird. Yeah. And the ACC has weird rules about when the band and when music has to stop playing, they're allowed to do it to snap. In the SEC, you have to stop when the ball is set. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think trying to read the defense and call a play out when you have fucking party monster going on in the background <laughs> is bullshit. Yeah, I I didn't I did not enjoy that. That's so that's enough about that game. Um, did you watch LSU A and M? Is it still on? Is it still on? It's still going. Um. Uh, <laughs> uh, this game was insane. Um, this is quite possibly the craziest game of football, um, possibly ever. Definitely in the last like ten years, right? Yeah, I mean it, it broke a whole bunch of records. Yeah, uh, tied for the most overtimes, most points ever in a game, I believe. Um, there's got to be more, right? Um, most most running yards by Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> what what was that? So uh, LSU's not super athletic quarterback ran the ball on 50% of LSU's plays, it felt like. <laughs> um, and it got, hey, it got him to seven overtime, so I can't really argue with the results, I guess. Um, the only thing that's weird, weirdest about, or like, God, so much happened in this game to talk about. So Coach O got Gatorade dumped on him because they thought that they had won during regulation. And then they didn't win during regulation because someone's knee was down on an intercept. I mean, also, like from an officiating perspective, I think this game should have ended like three times and it didn't. Yeah. Like there were some like really bad calls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I know, um, may, maybe it's just what I heard cause I live in Louisiana, but, um, LSU fans really feel like the refs jobbed them. Um, yeah. I, I don't know that I agree with that. I just think it was, uh, a poorly officiated game. But, um, Texas A&M wins. Yeah. Um, I had this in the stuff section, but we'll go ahead and say it now. Uh, there was a fight after this game. Boy, was there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's turned into like the Zapruder film. Like everybody has a different angle now and a yeah. different take on who started it. Do you have the background on this or... Yeah, it's sort of, and it, it, it made, it's made this game so much better for me. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so much. So basically somebody, uh, uh, te- so the one thing I'm unclear about, is it a Texas A&M staffer or it's just, just a, a white, uh, just a white kid in a no, Texas it's Jimbo, Fisher, it's Jimbo Fisher's nephew. Okay, so but is but is he on staff or is he just his nephew? No, no, he just had a field pass on a polo shirt. Okay, that's that was the part I wasn't clear about. So, hashtag white privilege. Hashtag, <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, so he punches uh, uh, Steve Cragthorpe in the chest, apparently. Um, yes, and then, allegedly, allegedly, got some video that makes it look a little bit more like a shove than a punch. Oh, okay, so he does that. Um, for who knows what reason, um, 
and then is approached by LSU director of player development um, and former running back. Uh, I'm Googling his name because I've forgotten it. Do you have it? Nope. Uh, uh, Kevin Falk. Um, and so there's a lot of great, basically this started with photos. There were some really great photos put out by the advocate, um, New Orleans newspaper. And my favorite one is Kevin Falk hands by his side, um, calm death stare at Jimbo Fisher's nephew, Cole Fisher. (laughs) Oh, this is saying staffer. So maybe he is on staff. He's probably like a yeah, graduate assistant. I think, or he had the, I think it's because he had the staff pass. I think that's okay. why they're saying staffer. So uh, hands down by his side. Uh, what's the meme? Was it Arthur? Yeah, the Arthur meme with like the fist. Pretty much that. Balled up fist? Yeah. Um, he's, being, <laughs> he's being held back by an LSU player, an LSU coach, Um uh, there's a there's just a lot of people looking at this moment, but my favorite thing there's just people in the background who aren't involved holding each other. <laughs> uh, let me I'm going to share this photo with you so you can see uh, what I'm talking about. Um, but it's my favorite. It's like two Texas A&M bros who are just sort of like holding on to each other, even though they're not at all involved in this. Um, yeah. So this. Uh, this was pretty incredible. I, I have not, admittedly, I have not followed it today. Um, I just f- sort of followed it um, last night or Saturday night. Um, but man, it just made a... My only issue with this story... Huh? No, go ahead. My only issue with this story is a bunch of people were like pissed that... I mean, you shouldn't punch people. Like that's just like a pretty decent... Life lesson, yeah. Life rule, it's not to punch people. But um, also, this photo you sent me, number twenty six for LSU, swings and connects with this Cole Fisher guy's jaw with like a really nice right hook. If you can find it on the internet, it's worth watching. Ooh, okay. Anyways, um, they keep talking about how the guy from LSU has Parkinson's, and yeah. Then someone talked about how he has. Yeah, he punched him in the pacemaker. <clears throat> yeah, and like, here's my here's my thing. Don't punch people. But also, are, are we expecting him to have like diagnosed Parkinson's before he punches the person? No, but it it's it's sort of like, to me, it's sort of like, it's like schadenfreude, right? It's like... No, it totally is. It totally is. But I'm just saying like, it's so like hyperbolic to include that in like the, the uh, fucking blog post title, you know? Yeah. Texas A&M staffer punches guy with Parkinson's. Like, what the fuck did you want him to do? Like, give him a WADA test and see if he had a central tremor before he swung on him. Like, I don't know. It was a dude. I punched. I punched him. Maybe he did something. Yeah. Well, it, maybe he grabbed. His butt. It all. Maybe give him a wet willy. It, I think it provides a little reference to why. Uh, you shouldn't well, punch random people. Well, why he was confronted the way he was. <laughs> oh, the response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it gives fair. you some reference. I, I, I agree, though. I mean, uh, you know, again. Oh, no, for sure. For punching a guy with Parkinson's. Yeah. <laughs> but they make it seem like the guy was like, okay, who's disabled on that sideline that I can go punch? Yeah. 
Well, he, I mean, his shirt, to be fair, his shirt said, you know, here's my pacemaker with an arrow pointing to it. It said the man, the myth, the pacemaker. And I just sort of pointed to this center of his chest. His shirt said, no, I don't have Parkinson's. I'm just happy to see you. Uh, yeah. This so can we go back to the turf topic? <laughs> to the turf topic, yes. Hashtag turf talks. I just, I just wanted to, I wanted to make some points. Do it. Um, I'm going, I'm going to do a deep data dive and I'm going to see if any of the other teams that have strange colored fields, if their home winning percentage has improved demonstrably. Okay. So that I have an argument or I can give up my argument. A. And then point number B, I earlier said that Western Kentucky had a red field Mm -hmm. and that's not true at all. Um, the team with the red field is Eastern Washington. It's oh, yeah. a different directional state. Uh, they have a uh, blood red field. Um, Coastal Carolina has a teal field. Yeah. Um, some other teams have some stuff. Eastern Michigan has a gray field, which <laughs> makes all their games look like they're black and white, which is like such a bad idea. Um, and then Central Arkansas has a gray and purple alternating striped field. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to use Eastern Michigan. Uh, I mean, I'm going to use Eastern Washington, Blood Redfield, and Coastal Carolina Teal Field, and uh, I'll be back next episode with uh, with some data. I can't wait. I like that. <laughs> um. All right. So let's uh, let's actually talk South Carolina Clemson for the four the tens of the tens of South Carolina fans who listen to this podcast besides us. Okay. Uh, I f- so I'll give, a, I'll give a summary. Yeah. Just kind of kick us off. Uh, so South Carolina goes into Clemson um, on Saturday. We'll call it night. There were some night, night activities um, and comes away with a victory 56 to 35. Um, Clemson scores late um, with a touchdown in almost the definition of garbage time and uh, stretches it to 21 points but really for intents and purposes uh, it was a you know two score game <clears throat> down the home stretch um, Clemson was favored by 26 so good teams win great teams cover made Ooh. 50 bucks on the Gamecocks for cover the 26 point spread. Um, but this was a shootout essentially with Clemson's defense getting a couple more stops than South Carolina's defense did, but neither defense looked good. It's probably the best way to say it. Yeah. Uh, so what are your, what are your overall thoughts and takeaways on from this game? So I have a few, I, so I spent a little time on South Carolina Gamecock Twitter and I, I, um, I, th- I think I felt differently from a lot of people. So, um, I'm not sure how you feel, but I guess we'll figure it out. So, um, to me, so I don't know. In, in summation, we, we still got our ass kicked, um, badly. And like, there are some sort of, you know, whatever, there's some excuses that can be made. Mainly our defense missing what six or seven starters due to injury. Um, uh, the top player at every level of the defense is out. So I get that. 
Clemson, you know, powerful offense, you know, even if you're healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, so that's good. But, but at the same time, they put up 744 yards. That's, you know, um, that's, that's more than, I, I'm pretty sure that's more than LSU and AM put up despite playing seven overtimes. Um, so it's, yes. it's really bad. Um, I didn't like that. Let, I, let me do it this way. Do bad news, good news. So that's the to me that's the bad news. We still got our ass kicked. Um, Trevor Lawrence is a true freshman, and he looked every bit as good as he was hyped up to be. Um, he threw for almost 400 yards. Um, made a lot of just made a lot of really good throws. Seemed in control of the offense. Um, is there more bad news? I think that's most of the bad news. Um, the good news. Oh, one more piece of bad news. Uh, I don't know. So our South Carolina had no run game and had a great, a great day, a a record setting day passing, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. but to me, if you're going to beat one of these teams that you're just frankly outmatched by, I I think you got to be able to run the ball a little better. And I was, also upset that uh, Rico Dowdle did not really see the ball until the fourth quarter. Um, Cause he came I mean, he, he was electric the first time he touched the ball. It felt like, um, whereas uh, Denson had, I think 17 carries for 50 or 60 yards. Like he really didn't do anything. Um, so that, that was frustrating me that, and I know Rico was hurt um, and not at a hundred percent, but he was, he was, he was just so much better than, than Denton. Um, so that's the bad news. The good news is um, we just generally, we had fight, um, which I could not say for probably the last two or three years of this game. Um, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. we just didn't look like we wanted to be there. Um, you know, Jake Bentley has a big night. He's, try, he's trying to spike the ball at the end of the game just to score another touch, you know, just throw it in the end zone one more time. Love that. Um, yeah. Um, so the off, so Jake Bentley has a, I believe, do you have the most passing yards by a South Carolina quarterback ever? Is that okay? So that's really great. Um, uh, he, a lot of those receivers were so wide open, though, uh, that I, I almost, uh, I, I almost have to dial that back a little bit because it's like, man, like I could have hit those guys. Um, but I will say, uh, in that same, in that same vein, uh, like I am a hundred percent sold on Brian McClendon in this offense. Now, um, I, I, I yeah, the last like three yeah. or four weeks, yeah. like we've been scoring and I've been like, I don't, I've been sort of been like hemming and hawing about it. No, I full like those guys were wide open, not because of Jake Bentley, because of Brian McClendon in the game he called. So again, I wish he would have, uh, had Rico play and maybe that wasn't his decision. You know, I wish he would have found a way to, you know, to do more than pass, but man, he, I mean, they absolutely carved that defense up. So, um, so that was good. I am, I am fully sold on Brian McClendon in this offense going forward. So, uh, bad news is we lose Debo Samuel next year. We lose a couple other guys, but, um, but we don't lose Brian McClendon knock on wood at this point. So, so that's my takes. What, 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 what are your takes? How did you feel about this game? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I feel all that differently. Um, I mean, it's uh, you know, it's infuriating to lose to Clemson, especially when you see how easily we're scoring. Like you're like, fuck, 
this is the number two team in the country. We're scheming our guys open. I mean, uh, Dabo said going into halftime, like, yeah, they're doing some stuff schematically. Like, I don't really know why they're so open. Like, he basically was like, we're getting out coached. Yeah. And that's probably one of the highest um, sought after, certainly the highest, one of the highest paid defensive coordinators in college football and Venables getting out schemed basically for not just the first half, but most of the game. Um, I think that I actually think Jake did hit some wide open guys, but I think he made some really awesome reads that uh, second touchdown. Um, gosh, was it the second one or the first touchdown to Debo? We just kind of dropped it in over the line of scrimmage, just like just over the line and let him, I mean, just led guys really well. I don't know. I think he definitely hit his wide open passes, but he also threw some really nice balls. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's frustrating to go in that game, not at full strength because Clemson was certainly at full strength. And like you said, having your, basically your starter from every position out. And then we also lost some guys yeah, in yeah. the game. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that happens. Um, you know, I just, I almost feel like if we had lost the game with all of our starting defenders, I'd be more mad just because then then there's like a, you're like, shit, we had our best team in there and we didn't win. This is kind of like, ah, I mean, so anyways, super stoked on the offense. Totally agree. Um, been super impressed with Jake Bentley. Love Brian McClendon. Don't think he's going anywhere for at least a couple of years. Um, he's already getting asked about it, and he's had some really nice answers if you're a South Carolina fan. Um, just in terms of like why he came to South Carolina and what he's looking to do and his family and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think you see him leave for some like Western Kentucky job or something. I think that would be stupid. Um, um What was I going to say? Um, on the topic of the offense – um, a handful of teams have scored 30 points in consecutive games, at least 30 points in consecutive games. I sent this to you via text message earlier today, but um, UCF has scored um, at least 30 points for 24 games in a row. Insane. <clears throat> but then as that, li- as the games, as the teams, as you go down the list, there's a uh, UCF, Houston, Oklahoma, West Virginia at five and then Michigan, Missouri and South Carolina have had four games with 30 consecutive, four consecutive games with at least 30 points. So a, I mean, it's just cool to be lumped in with that crowd. Mostly good teams. Arkansas state's on there too, but uh, you know, for the most part, some high powered offenses. And I think most notable is of those four games, two of them were, were Clemson and Florida. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. And our, our defense is going to get better. I know it is. So, so what do you think about Dabo scoring in garbage time? What are your thoughts um, on this topic? Yeah, this is another thing I think I differ from everybody. Uh, so this is a like a, a really nasty rivalry. And if you are, you know, if you're one of our listeners who is not a South Carolina fan, um, you can uh, uh, you know look up the South Carolina Clemson Wikipedia and really get. I think a pretty good idea of how nasty this rivalry is historically recently um, all around. Um, So with that said, um, and I may be incorrect, but I, if memory serves, uh, we were South Carolina was calling timeouts 
at the end as well. Is that so to me, yep. like if you're going to call timeouts, I'm not going to kneel on the ball. Um, so I don't, and it's not like they didn't throw it, you know, they could have thrown it. Um, I, I don't feel too bad about this. He, I mean, there, there's definitely a getting back to Zap Ruder film, but there was, you know, this got to be a pretty contentious argument online, at least on Twitter between South Carolina and Clemson fans and, you know, people calling each other classless. I mean, th- to me, this was like the epitome of like the exact same people calling the other exact same people garbage. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, right, but right. like, like, you know, uh, you know, it, it's not Spurrier had not typically done this, but it's not like it's out of Spurrier's character. It may be out of Muschamp's character, but it's certainly not out of Spurrier's character. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, I was fine with it. Um, but there was a video of Dabo, you know, it, when Clemson fans were like, oh, he just ran up the middle. He's just trying to whatever. And, but Dabo's clearly, he's, he's making the like hurry up hand motion uh, to them with like 48 seconds left or whatever. So, uh, it, it to me it's a big it's a big nothing, and and to be expected. Uh, but what did you think? Yeah, I I hate it, but th- I hate it for a, a unique reason. So you're right. Um, they pan over to Dabo, and he's uh, I don't know how to describe the hand motion, but he's twirling his pointer fingers around each other in like a wheel motion, going go 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 go. And then he stops and he makes eye contact with his quarterback. And then he's like, go. And he's right. They run the ball up the middle and they score a touchdown. Um, and you're right. Like, it's not like they pass. It's not like, you know, to be fair, they were on the seven yard line. And at that point they were averaging yeah. seven yards a rush. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But my biggest issue with it is after the game, so, so uh, to be fair, um, Spurrier took a knee with a, m- more than a minute left in all five victories against Clemson, uh, up by multiple touchdowns. Um, so he did do that. Um, but the thing that pissed me off is they asked Dabo about it, and he said, quote, we just handed it off. I can't help if they didn't tackle him. We just handed the ball off right up the middle, so we were just playing ball. I think that's a fucking bitch ass answer. I think that's that's the that in, that epitomizes why I dislike yeah. Davo Sweeney so much. Is it just so disingenuous? They asked Muschamp if he was upset that they scored, and he said no. He's like, no, it is what it is. But Davo's fucking hypocrisy is so fucking annoying. Yeah. Um. Just say yeah, yeah. We I I wanted him to score again. Um, we're, we're playing for a playoff spot. We've got to impress the college football playoff committee. We played till the end of the game and South Carolina was scoring quickly. They're calling timeouts. They thought they were still in the game. We're going to score. I genuinely believe that was his mindset, um, in coaching the game, but for him to answer the question and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. We were just running it. It's, a, it's such a punk ass answer. Like, dude, we saw you telling the team to hurry up. Just own that. Just be like, yeah, I wanted them to hurry. I wanted them to score as many points as they could. And I'm with you. I'd be like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Hope we get to do that to them next year. But I just yeah. understand his he, like. He is, we, we compare him to a politician so pretty often. And he, I mean, he gave the, he gave the politician's answer yeah. it, 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 to the point that like, if you like him, like, you know, uh, 
if he's on your team or whatever, you like that. That's the answer. Like you wouldn't want him to say anything else. Um, so it, it, he play. Listen, it, I hate it too, and I agree with everything you said. But he plays that game so well. Like he plays that game better than anybody in college football, and it's infuriating because there are you know uh, he's the coach of our 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 team's biggest rival. Um, but it's like I, I wouldn't if, if he was my coach, I wouldn't expect him. I wouldn't want him to do anything differently. You know? Really? See, that's I disagree. Because he doesn't have to get elected to be the coach next year. It's still his job. So if he did have to get elected to do it, because I think you're right, there's this politician slime to him, then he does need to answer like that. And as his fan, I'd be like, man, I wish he didn't have to give these soft answers. I really know he wanted to jam it down their throats. But there's no reason why he can't just be like, yeah, we want to score. Spurrier did it. There have been plenty of coaches that have been like, yeah, we want to score points. That's why we're here. There's there's no – to me, there's no upside for it. Like – Who's he impressing? Because I think the Clemson fans don't. I mean, if you're a Clemson fan, do you yeah, love well, that just, answer? I, I don't know that fi- I would. It fits the character that he plays. I guess is my my point that I didn't make very well. Yeah, it totally does. Yeah, and, 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 and that does. character is character. much yeah. like a politician. That character is a character and is not particularly authentic. But he 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 plays it well and he plays it consistently. And, and you know, that, I mean that. I mean, hell, would you trade? Would you trade? Would you? I, I mean, I guess it's an honest question. Would you trade the hypocrisy and everything for the results? I, I think I probably would. I, I think I could. I think I could get over that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a weird question though, because do I want it now, knowing who he is? I mean, that would be weird, right? If you like left Clemson, of course. Well, I, I just mean, I don't even mean him. Um, but yeah, <laughs> fucking cheese balled. Jeb Bush coach. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, but here's the other thing that I'm not going to do sure. is I'm not going to hero worship the guy. Even c- just cause he's winning. You and I would be like, we're winning. It's awesome. Our coach <laughs> is a fucking nerd. Yeah. Because our episode two weeks ago was that our coach is a meathead. So like that, that's it. I think you and I are able to like, you know, hold opposing views uh, which most, frankly, most college football fans are are not capable or willing to do. Um, so, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any closing thoughts on this game? Last thing on Dabo, I would say. Well, yeah. So, last thing I was going to say about Dabo is that's a unique position. There's only a few places in the country you yeah. can act like yeah. this, and it worked to your favor. The, the head coach of Southern California doesn't get to be like, "Bring your own guts." I mean, it's just like, they're like, fuck you. Uh, we're going to the Lakers game. Football we're going, we bought Lakers tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have another question for you about this game. Uh, what do you think about Clemson fans going on the field after the uh, game? Yeah. They, so let me set it up like this. If you go to a right. Clemson game and the game ends, you get to go on the field. Every, every game, every fan visiting home everybody against south carolina um south carolina got a first down i don't know why rico daddle didn't get out of bounds but he didn't and south carolina tried to run to the line of scrimmage to spike the ball to get one more play in there's about two seconds left on the clock and it's debatable whether or not the referee should have stopped the clock to set the ball 
but it didn't matter because there was like four middle school aged children in orange hoodies right. at the line of scrimmage because they had run onto the field. So I'm not trying to talk shit about Clemson rushing the field. But so yeah. Yeah, if this was if this was an ACC conference game, they probably would have gotten fined for that. Um but it being a rivalry game out of conference, they think they can get away with it. It sucked. Uh I, you know, it's annoying. It doesn't, there's no way it could have affected the outcome of the outcome of the game other than like the score, but not, you know, nobody wins or loses on that. So super annoying, but it's, it's what they do. I mean, how, how am I supposed to not be annoyed by that? Right. Yeah. I just think it's crazy. They let people on the field while yeah. like no, I the game's still it's, going. It sucks. To hell with Clemson. All right. That's all I've got. Ah, fuck them. Uh, so, hey, I'm going to move on in a direction that's um, tangentially related. Um, top three quarterbacks in college football. Um, okay. Let me go ahead and give it to you in a different way. Uh, so, since Jake, got, since Jake Bentley got in, uh, injured... And uh, Skarnakia yep. played against uh, whoever that was, Mizzou. Uh, this is Jake Bentley's numbers. He's second amongst Power 5 conference quarterbacks in touchdowns of 17. He's third in passer rating. He's seventh among Power 5 quarterbacks in yards. Fourth in yards per attempt. He's third in deep pass accuracy and has the most deep touchdowns, seven, without an interception. Wow. Since his injury. Um, the quarterbacks that are ahead of him in passer rating and yards per attempt are Tua from Alabama yeah. and Kyler Murray from Oklahoma. That is pretty wild. Um, it's pretty crazy. And he's been great, but that's kind of unexpected. Um, totally unrelated. I just accidentally clicked on Iowa State football tickets versus the Drake Bulldogs. And I'm so sad right now. God, I'm sad. <laughs> well, that was that part was an accident. Why did you I'm click like, that? It's a train wreck. I can't look away from. You can get in this game for two dollars. How much? Lower level. Whoa. Row eleven. Two dollars. Okay. Uh, Iowa State was ranked until Saturday. Also, <laughs> by the way. Anyway. Um. Man, we are we are going long. What um let's um let's lightning around the coach hires and fires so far. Yeah, there's no there's no I time know. to that's coming. Are, I want are you we to skipping our that. Garth update. Uh Texas Okay. Okay. Uh Texas Tech Go has fired you, Cliff you Kingsbury. Fire those. Uh he has two K's in his name. Um but man, he's he's really sexy, so he'll he'll be fine. Uh, if you're a woman on Tinder in Lubbock, Texas, watch out. You are, you're in trouble. He's got a lot of free time now. Um, Charlotte has, uh, the Bobcats. Why is this? Uh, oh, the football team. The Charlotte has a football team. Team. The 49ers have fired their 49ers. coach. 
No, no, I know. It's just funny. No, they're, they're the 49ers. Um, you know, the, the, the old, the old Charlotte gold rush, uh, which was in the 1980s when all the bankers moved there. Um, yeah. For everybody leaving um, Charlotte in uh, 1849. Uh, fun story. When I went to San Francisco as a little kid with my parents, we went into some like shitty tourist trap t-shirt shop and they had a t-shirt of two San Francisco 49er helmets, 69ing each other. And it said San Francisco 69ers. And I like pointed it out to my dad and was like, dad, look, San Francisco 69ers. And I had, I, I was like, wow. legitimately, I was like seven. I had no idea what it meant. And I just remember my dad being like, oh, yep. Yeah. And like, let's go over here. And it just had that, that same, I did, it just had this yeah. like feeling of That's like, good oh, I just pointed something out I shouldn't have. Uh, I had this. I had the same reaction uh, listening to Green Day in my dad's car with him uh, to the mm-hmm. song Longview off their album Dookie. Um, the song sings about how, yeah. you know, when masturbation lo- has lost yeah. its fun, it's about, you know, it's about being depressed. And I was singing along when masturbation's lost its fun. And my dad just looked at me like, what the- oh, like, you don't know what that is. And I had no idea what the word meant. So, um, Western Kentucky, my approachless. Nobody to teach them about the ways of the world. Uh, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> no one to awkward. They're buying all kinds of crazy shit. In San Francisco. Uh, where was I? Colorado, Louisville, uh, Bobby Petrino. We didn't talk about this. Bobby Petrino got fired for football performance. He didn't. R. R. He didn't like crash a motorcycle or like, you know, like commit sexual assault. He just like sucked as a football coach. <laughs> so, yeah, like that's that's a new one. Uh, Maryland, Maryland, not the best year for Maryland. Though they did, they did beat Texas, and they almost beat Ohio State. So, um, and then my favorite. Uh, North Carolina has fired uh, Larry Fedora. Uh, man, two, what I'm learning here, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven coaches fired. And the only two college football coaches I know who have abs are out. And I said this before, you can't keep a beach bod and be an elite football coach. It's been proven now. This is a data-driven fact um you can have abs yeah. or you can be a good coach pick one um so fedora gone uh, but apparently mac brown is coming back to coach north carolina <laughs> i don't fucking know this is uh, not who, a good hire right? in north carolina i my favorite i cannot wait for the 2022 liberty bowl when you have mac brown's north carolina facing off against less miles resurgent Kansas team. Um, I, I like <laughs> just the thought of this brings me joy. And, uh, so the deal is not done, but I think much like the less miles deal that was not done, it will shortly be done. So, uh, that's the lightning round of coaches. How is, how is Garth doing? Yeah, let's check in our boy Garth. Uh, he seems to have sold his five millionth concert ticket, and so he's got a little message for his fans. 
Parker. Just want to say thank you. Uh, getting ready to go out that door and hug the neck of the five millionth ticket owner. I can't believe this. Uh, just want to say thank you. Same thing I'm going to say to them. Thank you for getting us where we're at. This is something we'd do for all five million if we could. So uh, thank you for the celebration and thank you for getting us here. I never thought we'd be here again. And then the coolest thing is every day after this, we're rewriting history. I love this. Thank you for my life. God bless you guys. Okay. Hey, I don't know. I don't know if hell is real, uh, but my, my, my hell is being the five millionth person in line to be hugged on the neck by Garth Brooks. <laughs> So Garth, Garth's heaven is my hell, essentially. He's hugging every... Also, who says that about a stranger? Like, I'm going to hug him on the left arm. Thank what? Like, what? I'm so... Yeah. Uh, I'm so goddamn rich. Thank All you, right. Noah. <laughs> Let's do... You, you, you probably saved up... You probably saved up for nine months for these tickets. <laughs> You decided not to pay your union dues. Oh my god! Hold on, let's do a little back of the back of the napkin. Thank you for here. five. That was five million tickets. That's a lot of zeros. Let me make sure I got this right. That is. Yeah. Let me add some commas here. Oh my god. Um. So five million. How much do we think he makes? He like nets off of every single ticket, like on average over the course of a career. Well, he's got a, he has a guarantee. So, well, it's like, like I don't even know what his guarantee is. What dude. do you think? Like ten dollars a ticket, like that he gets by the end of the day after everybody's paid and a ticket. You know. Uh, 15, 20. I don't, how much does a Garth Brook ticket cost nowadays? I don't even know. Okay. Nowadays? So if, I, I feel like bucks. if he leaves with $10 after everybody's paid on like a big. So. Yeah. So let's just, let's just do yeah, the math. On that. Deal. Well, I mean, that's easy. That is $50 million he's made just off that and that's before he sold a record or been on TV or anything else so that's that's actually kind of less than I thought but also feels right so so yeah would you would you hug how many necks would you hug for ten dollars a neck uh, the well the cap is five is million. it infinite because you can't you can't do more than Garth Yeah. Like, do you think you could hug a million necks? For $10 a neck? No, right. I'm going to, I'm going to hug 500,000 necks and take my $5 million. Um, Safe withdrawal rate of 4%. I'm going to live off the 200 grand interest income a year. <laughs> Be a professional podcaster and neck hug, neck, neck hug um, broker. Let's see. We got a question. You want to do questions? Oh, yeah! I got one stuff thing. Should <laughs> um, I no. go to the Pac-12 championship? <laughs> yeah, it's on Friday. Yep, it starts at five. Five in in the city with arguably the worst traffic, other than LA. Yeah, I mean, like five. Well, that's so it doesn't start 
Who? Yeah. Why is the game at five? So people in New York for TV. Watch it. Um, tickets are thirty dollars. Uh, they, they they're going to come down based right? on the quality of this game. And this is Utah, Washington. What a boring game. Just like, like we all knew. Like we all guessed it. Uh, I mean, I would have guessed Washington would have won the North. Um, I would not have guessed they would have won it the way they did. Uh, but here we are. Here we are. Um, all right. Our question here is from, uh, I'm, I'm going to say our MVP listener this year, uh, Mason Seymour. He says, is it even worth it to live anymore? Yeah. Just kidding, but can UCF survive Memphis without their QB? Uh, it is worth it to live. Uh, you said just kidding, so you knew that. Yes. Since we don't, no. we don't know him, we need to reiterate um, how important it is to yeah. keep living. Uh, you, yeah, I, I still We're think UCF's going to win this game. Um, uh, there could be a thousand points in that UCF Memphis game, but I, I still I think UCF's still going to win. What do you think? Yeah, I was trying to Google um, who their backup quarterback was. Uh, his name is Dariel Mack Jr., which is uh, that's a good name. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman, and he started one game this season. But he's also played a decent amount because so many games have been blowouts. Um, he was 12 of 20 and passed for 70 yards and 120 yards rushing with a touchdown against East Carolina. That's when he started. So, yeah. Yeah, he's not bad. So, he was a three-star recruit, and he chose UCF over Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Maryland, and Pitt. He's 6'3", 230. Right. So... Yeah, um, we win. have another question from Shelly, but we're going to skip it because we don't have time. Sorry, Shelly. Uh, let's get into picks. Um, we did atrociously last week. Um, uh, you went two and three. I went one and four. Jonah went zero oh and five. Uh, so that that makes up for one of his <sighs> Jonah at least two five and O's earlier in the season. Uh, Elijah, the winner this year. Uh, going three and two. So uh, that takes you to 35, 29 and two on the year. For, good for 54.69. Nice percent. Um, takes me to 39, 25 and two. Good for 60.94%. Uh, Jonah's at 28 and 18, uh, taking him to 60.87%. And then Elijah's 27 and 19, taking him to 58.7%. Um, so we're all, we're all doing pretty well, all things told, uh, but we're all basically doing the same as well. So, uh, God. oh, you're in first. Now I can. Now you've I can finally your, discipline. Pass your children. Uh, it was rough there, man, because I'd be like, "Hey, hey, son, clean up that mess," and he'd be like, <laughs> "Learn how to pick games, Dad," and he'd just stare me down, and I would just kind of leave. So, um, I'm happy to have my parental authority back. Yep. So we've How got about all you, the conference games no. up here, but you pick two. No, fuck, fuck should it. Should we pick? pick them. <laughs> Just uh, no, not all of them. So let's start <laughs> with uh, Friday as the aforementioned Pac-12 title game at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. Number seventeen Utah versus number sixteen Washington. 
Uh, Washington is favored by five. Who you got? Yep. Same. Taking Washington. Um, for all no reason to pick Utah that I can think of. Um, up next, we have the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship game. This is... It. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what this means? The scholarship challenge, right? The Dr. Pepper challenge at halftime. Yeah. We got ladies chest um, passes in Dallas at Jerry's dollars. World. Uh, this game features number 14, Texas, who is back, versus number six, Oklahoma. Uh, Oklahoma is favored by 7.5 points. Um, I am going to take Oklahoma here just because I don't think Texas can keep up with them, even though Oklahoma literally cannot tackle. Um, if you catch a ball and you don't score, it's because you fell or got lost and ran out of bounds. <laughs> they cannot tackle. Uh, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to agree, and I get that that's why this line is what it is, but, God, Oklahoma scores so many points. Are we expecting that Texas is going to do the same just because Oklahoma's defense is yes. bad? No, I, I I, think they win by 21. Yeah, I mean, just like, exactly. Um, but 20. Let's see. Let's pick uh, – let's do the SEC title game in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, number one, Alabama. Uh, I put at – well, I mean, they will be in Georgia. That works. Uh, number five, Georgia. Uh, Alabama's favored by 13. Um, who you got here? Thirteen. Fuck. Yeah. This is really tough, man. This is like exactly what I would put this line at. Uh, Alabama looks unbeatable. Fuck. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Alabama. But like, I, I this is a coin toss for me, dude. Seriously. Yeah. I I don't think Georgia's gonna win the game, um, but they'll be the best team Alabama probably plays. So if they keep it within yeah. 13, I guess um, I'm I we're be only agreeing so far. I'm going to take Alabama as well. Um, yeah. I, I just, the one thing I will say, it's really hard to beat a team twice in a year. Wait, they did not play this year. Did they? I'm losing my mind. Whatever. Yeah. I made that up. Didn't I? Did Georgia okay. play Alabama? They did play this year, this calendar year, not this season. I'm an idiot. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just think you got to take Alabama, even with 13 points. Um, uh, st- still, no Saban assistant has beat him. Um, so there's no real reason to think that's going to happen on Saturday. So, so roll tide. Um, Let's see. Uh, let's do the Dr. Pepper ACC championship. More chess passes. This is in Charlotte. Uh, we got number yeah, two Clemson pass. versus number 24 Pitt. <sighs> Sorry, I had to sneeze. Uh, Clemson is favored by 26 points. Um, so that means they're a half point better than South Carolina, statistically, according to Vegas. Um, 
I'm actually going to take Clemson here. Um, I think they're going to, uh, I don't think Pitt's actually that good. And I think, uh, I didn't mention this earlier, but I think South Carolina did Clemson an enormous favor, um, which is South Carolina still got their ass kicked, um, but they gave a ton for the coaches to coach the players about like um, going into a championship game. So um, they had a lot to fix. They had a lot to, you know, yell at the players about, keep them focused, whatever. So um, I think we did my favorite. I think Clemson's going to win by 30 plus. What about you? Uh, I'm going to take Pitt. I think uh, you're correct that South Carolina exposed some stuff, but I think um, you're being generous that they're going to solve it. Big 10 championship in Indianapolis. Um, Number 19, Northwestern versus number 10, Ohio State. Ohio State is favored by 14. Um, Ohio State. I don't know why this is such a... <clears throat> I, I've watched zero Northwestern, but I do know that they did not have a winning record, nor did they win a game outside of the Big Ten. Um, and Ohio State just ravaged Michigan, so I, I can't wrap my head around this line. This feels like free uh, money out of Yeah, I would agree. I'm picking Ohio so State as well. Um, everything you said... Um, and also Northwestern, uh, doesn't believe in communism. So, uh, just kidding. Um, actually great segue. Uh, (laughs) Northwestern's losses this year include Duke and Akron. Uh, Akron is traveling to South Carolina, uh, to play in the, to play in the, in case we need this win to make a bowl game. Um, uh, this is a Williams Bryce Stadium. <laughs> South Carolina is favored by twenty nine point five points. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take South Carolina here because of everything I said about South Carolina's offense, and I think they, I think they are going to be very excited to score a lot of points and use this seemingly new toy they have found, and that toy being uh, a good, a good offense. Yeah, I think I agree. The only reason I could be wrong is if for whatever reason we decide to take our foot off the pedal and allow people to play on on, on offense that don't normally play. But right. so real quick, uh, I think I'm going to take if South you're Carolina. at this game, uh, which you we won't be, but just way. assume you're at this game. You're a South Carolina fan, which you are. Do you want do you want to see blood or do you want to see true freshmen Redshirt freshmen's playing, getting significant snaps. And again, you're at the stadium. Mm. You've tailgated. You're drunk. I mean, you might be. I think you're, you're drunk. I mean, I think seeing yeah. blood is fun, but I think there's some talented players we haven't okay. seen enough of yet. <laughs> uh, that's but a good honest blood. answer. I like that. Um. I think that's it we we've gone pretty long today so let's keep uh i'm gonna ask you if you had anything good to eat or drink um but just say no no i'm just kidding 
<clears throat> I did on Friday night. No, I lied. On Saturday night, after the games were finished, I drove over to friend of the podcast. Actually, not friend of the podcast, but a recurring restaurant on the podcast, Black Sheep Brasserie. Uh, they have a new uh, cocktail with uh, my rum that my dad and I uh, make um, in it. And it's a, uh, basically it's a hot buttered rum punch. Ooh. So it's cold. So it's like a not hot buttered rum. And the name of the cocktail is Rum Pum Pum Punch. <laughs> and uh, they brown butter wash the rum. And then there's a uh, vanilla chai tea and falernum and ango bitters and allspice dram. And then it's clarified milk punch. So it's creamy and cold. And uh, they they serve it. Uh, it comes in a, a bottle that you unscrew and then pour over a big rock uh, with a piece of uh, star anise on top. And it's like wintry nice. spice deliciousness all wrapped into one. Uh, so I had that. It's really good. And then best thing I had to eat was probably after I drank that, I had a, um, a mushroom soup that they that they were making. Uh, it was a cream of mushroom soup, but there was actually no cream in it. Um, it was just fresh mushrooms. And they were, fuck, what kind of mushrooms were they? Um, I can't remember what kind of mushrooms they were, but they were really nice. Uh, and then Chef plopped a... Um, like a soft egg in the middle. Delicious. Which was really awesome. Soup hacks. Yeah. So Run drop soft eggs in soups. That's my um, soup hack. I had, what did I have? Oh, I went to um, a restaurant <laughs> called Pizza Delicious. Um, and which I think is actually hot take overrated for pizza. Um, but the owners, the owners go to Italy probably at least once or twice a year uh, to learn pasta making. Um, so the hot tip is to go to pizza delicious and get the pasta. Um, so I had a, uh, bucatini carbonara, which is like a hollow long noodle. Um, and then farm egg, pancetta, Parmesan, pecorino, black pepper, cream, probably, uh, really tasty. So that was what I had. And then to drink, um, I don't think I had anything too crazy to drink, so I'm just going to stick with food for this week. Uh, nice. We did it. We fucking did it. Well, we did it. <laughs> just like everybody else. <laughs> All under an hour and a half. Just like we um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Actually, rate us on iTunes. Don't do anything until you find us on iTunes and you give us a rating. I'll even I'll even take a four star rating at this point. So, um, and visit our sponsor Whole Foods. Get that roasted red pepper hummus deal, and eat it. Uh, eat it if your team's playing this weekend. Preach. Um, all right. Thanks for listening. Preach. Go Cox. <laughs>